0: gotta focus on crime, you gotta focus on education. Republicans were able to exploit fears, uh, parents' fears uh, with
2: crime. And look, we are in the third straight, third consecutive school year uh, in the COVID era and parents are frustrated. Uh, Republicans played into that, uh, said that they had a solution. Now Republicans are talking about running on a so-called parents' bill of rights. Democrats need to have an answer on both issues.
0: This is The Trevor Carey Show. On the Valley's Power Talk.
2: I think the lesson for Republicans is, and call me old-fashioned, but just platforms work. Uh, Quite literally, the Republicans didn't write a platform in 2020, and this time around in Virginia, Glenn Youngkin wrote a platform. He
0: had issues. Education. Quality of life, economy, crime He wrote down a list of things
2: that he was worried about Because he was listening to his voters He wrote down a list of things that he would do about it Reforming the DMV You know, these are things that affect your quality of life And he ran on it and he never took the bait Of the fundamentally unserious campaign run by the Democrats Which was solely focused on one thing Lie about Glenn Youngkin It did not work because it wasn't true Mm -hmm. Another American Revolution launched from Virginia, didn't it? feels good uh, with Youngkins. uh, He took down one of the last giants of the, the Clinton world. That's what he came from, this movement against the wokeness of the left. We have been crying out loud for elected officials across the country, across this state, locally, to stand up for us, to change, to do something against this onslaught, and it took the voters of Virginia and New Jersey to, I guess, to uh, make them realize that they can't push their Marxist revolution this quickly. That's all it's doing. You realize that. It's not like suddenly uh, in that audio I was playing you right there at the top of the hour. that's, That's from liberal media. That was CNN. Uh, they're talking that way now. Don't believe any of this. Like they're going to come to their senses. Uh, Nancy Pelosi yesterday was asked by a gaggle of reporters, "Is this going to change now?" The Democrat, no, she said, no, no, no. Well, uh, I tell you right now, they uh, Republicans racked up some wins races in new york and new jersey and school boards i'll tell you more about that later on in the show there was a whole slew of elections that happened uh, virginia may have been one of the loudest shots out there but it, it wasn't the only one that we've seen Uh, CBS News exit poll showed that 52% of Yunkin voters were casting their ballots to oppose Biden. NBC News exit polls showed a 15-point swing among white women, especially white women who had not gone to college, who voted for Yunkin over McAuliffe by 75 to 25%. Uh, Terry McAuliffe did get some gains among white female college grads over Biden's Virginia results. But the uh, working class white women was so massive, man, that it 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 swamped him. These liberal white women, you know, the AOC lovers out there, right? Fox News exit polls showed Yunkin beat McAuliffe among Latinos, fifty-four to forty-five percent. You're going to tell me that they won't buy into a good conservative strategy? Sure, they will, and they did, and they have. Uh, you know, trying to say t- say parents shouldn't get a say in what their kids are taught in school. I don't care what kind of skin pigmentation where you're from, if you're a good parent, you're gonna say no, no, that's that's not true. Now, I can't control everything as a parent, but we do have say in this. And if there's enough of us that get serious enough about you getting outside the bounds of reading, writing, and arithmetic, right? Education should not be controversial. That'd be like saying cooking is controversial. How do you make cooking controversial? How, how would you, you know? How could you make a chef school controversial? How could you make reading, writing, and arithmetic controversial? Well, they are, and he did, and he got he got slapped back from it. And these Democrats right now, uh, the, a Washington Post reporter talked about here a quote: uh, speaking to a black dad who's homeschooling two of his of his kids, said his older son recently brought brought home an assignment on Abraham Lincoln that really, really troubled him. See, there was a lot of rebellion going on against the, the, the mandates, against the, the mandated racism in schools. That's what we have going on, masking up all these kids. And uh, So uh, Virginia, hey, it looked like it turned the world upside down, right, Kamala?
1: Because you see, what happens in Virginia will in
0: large part determine... What happens in 2022, 2024,
2: and on. You know, that's probably the first time I'm going to say she's right. Yeah, you're right. You're right, Kamala. You are so right. Joe Biden won Virginia last year by 10 points. And uh, the the last Republican gubernatorial nominee four years ago lost by 8.9 points. So until Tuesday night... No Republican have won anything statewide in Virginia since Cash for Clunker days, 2009. Wasn't that the Cash for... I think it was the Cash for Clunker years. Uh, Virginia is a, a, a blue state. Well, I guess we can uh, retire that statement, right? Sure we can. Uh, you what he went out and did was you know he didn't have enough votes. so votes got to come from somewhere if you say you don't you don't have enough, right? Uh, so he had a lot of people out in the rural, kind of like uh, more let's think Central Valley part of Virginia. Uh, we're more red right here. We're more rural, right? Uh, that's where he had, had a lot of the small towns there. You know, a lot of Trump voters out there. Uh, he had those as well, and then he got some of the suburban vote, as we saw. And that's how you win. That's how you win. And any old election old-timer will tell you that people are what, more likely to vote for somebody they like as a, as a person. That's right, right? You ever you ever bought a, a a brand new car or, or any car from, from a salesman that you didn't like? Have you ever bought a big product or purchase? Maybe you bought a burrito and a Dr. Pepper from somebody you didn't really like, but you've never made a big purchase. Or even vote, well, no, hold it. I, I have voted for people that I really didn't like. Uh, McCain and Romney. So yeah, there are some times I guess you do that, but it's really hard to get somebody to vote for you if they uh, don't like you as a person. He was very likable. He had a strong connect. He did. Uh, You know, many times on the campaign trail, he said he was going to bring together the forever Trumpers and the never Trumpers, he said. So uh, I don't know how well that uh, concept is going to to play out. You'd actually have to have a lot of never-Trumpers say, well, I just didn't like Trump, but yeah, all that stuff that we did that was good, yeah, I, I agree with the forever-Trumpers on that, right? I mean, just be honest about it, right? You can say, I didn't like that guy. Hey, I voted Republican. Uh, let's see, John McCain, I held one nostril. I went and voted like this, one nostril, and then by the time... Rodney came around, I mean, I was literally both nostrils having to hold, but still voted for the Republican Party saying out loud, I don't like the candidate. So what he did was he got the two issues he really had a focal point with two issues it was the critical race theory and it was the school closures and i really thought that the school closures in california would have had more umption behind it with sending newsom a a pink slip but uh, that did not happen but uh, i I guess there's enough people in california 63 percent that does like the government between them and their kids right sure i think that's that's what it is here in California. Uh, Glenn Youngkin, he, he he stayed strong and he kept hammering. Terry McAuliffe. And this is a lesson. This is a lesson for anybody that wants to run or anybody that's in a, a, a place, a power, of position and maybe you just want to say, all right, uh, yeah, I'm going to tr- make a turnaround here and I'm going to stand up. I'm going to stand up. And that's what Youngkin did. He kept hitting McAuliffe about Virginia law. Law 1240.1 Rights of Parents. He kept pounding this. A parent has a fundamental right to make decisions concerning the upbringing, education, and care of the parent's child that's Virginia law McAuliffe out there saying the the exact opposite he kept he kept hammering it kept hammering even after you had all the joy reads and the all the swamp media out there you know trying to say that he oh that young he's just distorting oh he's lying about everything right I mean even as late as election day uh, they were still saying that critical race theory in Virginia, that's just a myth. Don't believe it, uh, they would say. And, you know, you do a little quick look at the Virginia Department of Education's own website, and it shows critical race theory all over the place. You talk to teachers in Virginia that have had to teach it. Uh, they'll, they'll say it out loud. But, hey, are we surprised that they're not telling the truth right and uh i'll say right now that it is a uh, a lesson that needs to go for somebody maybe that's thinking about running for the school board locally there's recalls going on there's anger here and the anger is from a lot of parents it's not just republican parents it's just not politically involved parents there's a lot of parents that are sick of what's happening to our education and you think the parents in virginia had a right to be upset The parents here are paying taxes and getting the worst school district this side of the Mississippi River. And on the other side of the Mississippi River, Detroit's the winner. We're West Coast champs. And I saw that Superintendent Bob Nelson got a good report card. Oh, we're going to have to talk to Trustee Sladek about how that grading happened, right? Did that come home in the mail these days in pencil and Bob got to run out to the mailbox with an eraser and change the, the grade and put it back in the mailbox? You can't get away with those shenanigans today. It's probably all just digital uh, but I mean, it, it really, you you get a good grade to the hey. Let's give a trophy to the guy that has the worst batting average in Major League Baseball this side of the Mississippi. Guy that plays for the Tigers, he's worse. But no, we let's give him a trophy. Let's let's applaud him. Good job. Let's let's what other industry organization or society would do something like that reward somebody commend somebody when you're actually year after year after year after year the worst i don't get it i really we really need more parents to get like they did in virginia maybe that's a a boost that you needed maybe you didn't think that it could it could actually happen but it did it actually happened And it's it's a very, very good thing that it actually went down like that. And they're stunned. Uh, I actually, I didn't watch as much as I did on Tuesday night, but I did did pop on a little bit last night. Oh, I forgot about this story. CNN's Don Lemon, right? Mr. Mask Up and uh, Governor DeSantis, you're killing your people in your state. Don Lemon on CNN. Well, he's been off the TV for a, a little bit. Guess where he went? Vacation. Guess where he vacationed? Bingo. Guess what he was caught not wearing? Bingo. A mask. Don Lemon in Florida without a mask on enjoying himself. I think right there. That might just be the event where we can say that marks the pandemic's over, right? People aren't regulated. I know. Look at him. Boy, oh boy. Clean sweet GOP wins in uh, the governor, lieutenant governor, and attorney general. I call that a rebuke of Democrat Marxism. I'll give you some more tallies next. And John Girardi, Central California, right to life. They stood up against the state of California, and they sued them, and they won. We'll talk to them at the bottom of the hour. The
0: Trevor Carey Show on the Valley's Power Talk. Trevor show on the Valley's Power Talk.
2: It is quite refreshing on day 596 of the two weeks and one day to flatten the Constitution. That uh, fall, the leaves are changing, really, uh, really, really noticeable now. As well, Anna. That's along with this good news.
1: In Virginia, the Democrats lost not just the election, the culture wars, too.
0: We will change the trajectory of this Commonwealth.
1: Republican Glenn Youngkin winning back suburban voters by honing in on issues like abortion, mask mandates, and education.
0: we got to make sure we have uh, the right people doing the right things for our education.
1: Youngkin targeting the fury over critical race theory, which is not taught in Virginia schools. But the issue, coming a lightning rod for conservatives and taking center stage in school board meetings across the country.
2: Yeah, the center stage of school board meetings across the country isn't happening. You know, which is not taught in schools, but it's the center of school board meetings. Virginia's new lieutenant governor-elect, Winsome Sears, says she's destroying all the narratives about race. Of course, she's a black female. She was a Republican candidate for lieutenant governor, and she won. And now she's see, the same people that make me mad, I guess make her mad as well. Maybe they make you mad as well, as too. But she went right after Joy Reid of MSNBC. She said, invite me on your show. So let's see if she's woman enough to do that. She said, quote, I'd go in a heartbeat. We'd have a real discussion without Joy speaking about me behind my back, if you will. She talks about white supremacy. Does she know I ran against a white supremacist? I mean, Joy, come on, get your facts straight and then come talk to me. See, people that that don't uh, cower down, that's how Republicans win. I mean, Trump did it in his own way. Uh, you know, Yunkin did it in his own way. The the lieutenant governor elect uh, Winsome Sears did it in her own way, and, and then in then in the way that they do it is not backing down, standing up. Uh Governor DeSantis' press secretary, I, I didn't know her name till now, but now you need to know her name, Christina Pushaw, P U S H A W. She. She, uh, Jamel Hill, that's the uh, wokey formerly of ESPN, uh, the big race baiter. Uh, Jamel Hill sent out a tweet. It, it said, It's not the messaging, folks. This country simply loves white supremacy. And then DeSantis' press secretary, I mean, you want to talk about a scorch? This was a scorch. She said, which one is the Virginia Democrat governor and which one is the Republican who won an election in Virginia last night? And then right below it is the picture of Northrop. Remember the governor with the black face standing next to a KKK hooded person and the new lieutenant governor, a black Republican female, standing there, it looks like, with a AR-15? So now that you know these two pictures down here, I'll repeat she said, which one is the Virginia Democrat governor and which one's a Republican who won an election in Virginia last night? Man, that just that, that says it all, right? She's amazing it at, at uh, getting the messaging out right way to go Christina Pochall. We'll keep uh, you can follow her on Twitter, right? Uh, I bet she's up there if DeSantis is up there. So that that's a scorcher, right? The truck driver. Edward Durr. He has a 2,229 vote lead over a Democrat Senate president. This is this is really something here. Uh in New Jersey, the current Senate president, state Senate president, Steve Sweeney. And he he was like a shoe-in. He was a shoe-in. And this truck driver that spent $153 on his entire campaign. He didn't even get a website. He just had a Facebook page. He he said he spent it on flyers and Food from from Dunkin' Donuts. Here's a little snippet of his campaign spot here.
3: The Senate president has spent 20 years in Trenton. Higher taxes, increasing debt, and a rising cost of living. We deserve
2: better. New Jersey, it's time for a change. (laughs) Edward Durr there, might be the new state senator. Uh, They ask him about how he made the commercial, when he did it. That was uh, done by... The nephew of a good friend, Nick Vasilio's nephew, Nick. (laughs) And uh, we did it, you know, on on a Sunday afternoon, you know. Yeah, you know, that's how we won the state senate race. We just, my nephew was over. I said, grab your phone. Let's go do a campaign commercial during the halftime of the game, right? Yeah, yeah, that is actually how it happened. Uh, But, of course, it had more behind it than that because, he said, uh, "Listen, uh, you know, he—it was the people that did it, and you need to listen. To This—all the politicians out there who ignored our livelihood over the lockdown—people are angry. Let this man stand up to show you that you can do the exact same thing locally. You can do it, even statewide. You can do it, even in Congress. AOC did it. I mean, you think these individuals are any different than than you are?" Come on, uh, I didn't beat them. We beat them the state of New Jersey, the people of New Jersey beat them. They listened to what I had to say and I listened to what they had to say and it's a repudiation of Governor Murphy. Governor Murphy went and locked us down and ignored the people's voice and Senate Sweeney chose to do nothing for those eighteen months and. The people were angry. There it is. This further proves a conservative, right, who can take a stand. Executive Director, Central California Right to Life, John Girardi. They took California to court and they won. We'll talk to John and his attorney next.
0: This is the Trevor Carey Show on the Valley's Power Talk. Listening to the Trevor Carey Show on the Valley's Power Talk.
2: Well, I think this is a first. It is. uh, First time I've had a guest in here that stood up and done the interview standing up. Oh. There you go. Yeah, right, everybody's normally sitting down. I look over. It's it's more comfortable. That's how I do most of my radio. So, so you uh, do happy it, to do uh, it standing always standing up. up. I'd like to welcome also back to the show attorney Kevin Terrio. Welcome back, sir. Thanks for having me on, Trevor. It's good to be here. Yeah. Indeed, uh, Mr. John Girardi, Executive Director, Central California Right to Life, host here on Power Talk up and down the valley. Also heard Saturday mornings. He's also a, a father, a businessman, a Notre Dame fan, an attorney. Uh, do you, you? go. Do you fly airplanes on the weekend? You, you, you've do checked. You? You've checked all the big boxes. So right. we're doing good. Do, do you yeah. got any time for hobbies? I mean, radio. Radio is my hobby. So, and, yeah. uh, and as a dad, you get to all be a kid again and get to go. play all that stuff again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, you're standing up for uh, pre-born kids, of course, with the Central California right to life. And you guys challenged the state of California because they basically said, shut up. It's, yeah.
1: Hey, Catch everybody up on the story. Yeah. So last month, October 8th, Governor Newsom signed into law SB 742. This was a law that limited various kinds of speech activities that people could engage in uh, within a hundred feet of the entrance to any vaccine clinic. Within a hundred feet, you weren't allowed to approach within 30 feet of any individual going in or out without first, I guess, shouting to get their permission. Uh, This was outside of any vaccine site, not just COVID vaccine sites, any vaccine sites. Planned Parenthood, where we at Right to Life of Central California have an active sidewalk Uh, counseling ministry we talk with women and couples who go in and out all the time to give them alternatives to abortion they happen to offer certain kinds of vaccines and thus the law would have prevented us from engaging in our ministry so we filed suit to challenge that and we've just had a nice little victory
2: yes mr terrio what was california law prior to this issue
3: well there were no restrictions at all on uh, the ability of uh, Right to Life Central California to do the counseling and display the signs that they needed to do, and of course, especially since um, they did it in a way that was peaceful. Now, certainly, there are laws on the books that prohibit uh, the types of things that, uh, uh, that the other side accuses us of all the time that really don't happen, uh, but there's nothing on the, on the books uh, prior to this law that would prohibit peaceful one-on-one counseling in a conversational tone, uh, but this law changed that.
2: Now, I guess it would, uh, it applies to what you do with your pro-life. Uh, Mr. Terrio, would it apply to if somebody, say, was uh, anti-vaccine and they
1: wanted to say something out loud? Well, actually, one interesting thing, Trevor, is that it applied to someone who was pro-vaccine. There was a, a fellow who filed a lawsuit in California against this law. He was wanting to stand outside of vaccine clinics to encourage people to get vaccinated for COVID. But the law was so broad, it... it, it basically took away his right to do that too so that that's part of our objection to the law is that it's it's so broad it's taking away the free speech rights uh it's taking away these free speech rights even you know pushing against the goals that the california legislature said they wanted to achieve which was to allow more people to get vaccinated without you know this alleged harassment from gazillions of people and i mean and it's so silly we've you know we're out outside of Planned Parenthood, we're never doing our activity in reference to vaccines, in reference to COVID vaccines, HPV vaccines. We're there to interact with women who are considering abortion to give them alternatives. Uh, It's just about, this is just about freedom of speech. That's the, the thing that we should understand it's not about well, that's covid what you vaccines say, uh, or abortion uh, or anything it's a just month about freedom ago of speech.
2: when you came in here and why i asked you why you're filing it uh, both of you gentlemen said it's about freedom of speech and so much of that has been curtailed and each year once i get rid of one and it gets just kind of whittled down a society becomes used to it so i thank you guys for rattling the cage and saying no hold up here we have the right in america whether you like it disagree with it whether you want to yell pro vaccine or anti vaccine or pro-life or pro-abortion, you can yell it out loud in America. Now, John, let's let everybody know that you're not out there yelling.
1: Uh, Right. Tell them your style and what you guys do. Yeah, so what we do at at Rights Life is we have a couple of our employees who sort of undergo training for how to do this and some volunteers who help them with it who also go through some training. Uh, We just engage in normal, peaceful interactions with women and couples as they go in and out. Uh, sometimes we'll offer them a flower, start a conversation uh, and ask them, you know, what, what are you here for? Are you considering an abortion? And if they want to keep talking to us, they keep talking to us. If not, we leave them alone. Uh, everything, we're we're not obstructing sidewalks. We're not yelling. We're not doing anything. Everything we're doing is law-abiding, peaceful and on an American sidewalk and also on our own property where our First Amendment rights we think should hold. And And we're so grateful that Uh, The federal judge, in this case, uh, just the Saturday before last, uh, or just this past Saturday, rather, um, issued uh, an order to sort of vindicate our rights and uh, put a restraining order against the state of California from enforcing this law.
2: All right. All right. Uh, We'd pop the champagne, but it's illegal with the FCC. Congratulations. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, let me ask Mr. Kevin Terrio here, attorney in this in this case right now, would it be against the law? Let's say John didn't want to be, you know, the way that they are, their calmness and their gentle touch that they use out there. If he wanted to be the opposite, is it against the law if he wanted to scream that in California?
3: Uh No, not that I'm aware of. There may be some sort of...
2: Uh, Noise ordinance, uh, okay, but in, yeah. Noise
3: ordinance, yeah, but, but yeah, generally speaking, no.
2: No, there's not out there. This uh, SB 742 was struck down. Uh, either of you can answer this question. It seemed, uh, with all the courts clogged up and everything, how did
1: this so quickly get heard? Well, I'll, I'll pass it off to Kevin. I think it has to do with the sort of mechanism that we utilized. Explain that, Mr. Theriault.
2: Well,
3: I think first of all, I want to give credit to God uh, because I tell you this: uh, the the stars aligned in a lot of ways. We had a great client. We had a law that was that is ridiculously overbroad and unconstitutional, choosing winners and losers in speech, and and we had uh, it happened. It went into effect during forty days for life, so we had an immediate harm right away. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what we did is we asked the judge for what's called a temporary restraining order. And that means we file the the motion, the other side just has a couple days to respond, and we have a couple days to respond, and then you have a hearing within like a week. It's a very expedited process that is very unusual, and is usually not justified. But because of all these good things, and throwing the fact that they have um, a facility right next to Planned Parenthood, and this law prohibits them from speaking on their own property, it's that broad. So, Mm So there was an emergency here, the judge noticed that, and we got a fantastic judge. I, I can't say enough about uh, Judge Drodes. He, 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 he spent a lot of time on this. He issued a great opinion that said, hey, when, when the government chooses winners and losers in the area of speech and allows labor speech to speak or somebody asking about how the, the, the Rams are doing, that's fine, or the weather, that's fine. But if you want to talk about uh, life and the important things about life, you can't
1: do that how's the rolling the dice on a judge? How's how's that happen? I mean, I'll I'll leave that to Kevin, but it, you know, you sort of get a you get assigned the judge uh one of the judges in the federal district where you file the lawsuit and and we we got a great one. Fresno's a little short on federal judges, so uh but yeah, we really you know, just Mr. Again, Theria, again, what, God what uh, what was the judge's name if you I mean,
2: given this guy a lot of credit, what was the judge's name? It's Dale Droy. Judge Dros.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. D r o z d
2: drusd uh, yeah. uh congratulations Drust. judge thank you for standing up for freedom of speech and you know freedom of speech was something i remember as a i don't know like a 10 year old and in 1976 when vietnam vets were coming back and i couldn't understand why i i saw i told this story before but i saw a veteran on tv saying that's why i went to go fight in vietnam and they were spitting on him and burning the f- and i i didn't understand that and when it was explained to me that yeah we we have freedom of speech and America and you can say things that are mean and hurtful and that man went to go fight for that right. So on a smaller
1: scale, you guys are fighting for that right. Yeah. Well, and and the thing that I was so pleased about with the judge's or order the, the was the same scale. The, the same, same scale. scale. Yeah. And the thing I was so pleased about with the judge's order was that uh it applied uh, the, and you know, Kevin can correct me if I'm wrong, but uh that this applies to the whole state. So basically the the it applies facially to anyone who might be in our shoes so there were pro-lifers all over the state who were doing 40 days for life campaigns and who want to go outside of uh, abortion clinics that happened to offer vaccines who were limited by this bill and the judge's order provided relief for uh, for everybody uh, i'll you know kevin can correct me if that's not quite right but uh but yeah it, it that's just made me feel so great about the great work that kevin and the guys at the guys and gals at adf did
2: uh, all right. Well, it's, uh, it's something to uh, rejoice in here. Let me get a, a little darker on this. Do, do you think, uh, uh, I don't know which of you have to answer this, uh, but or if you don't want to answer it, you don't have to. Do you think it was intentional intent to direct it against pro-life organizations, or were there a bunch of rah-rah vaccine and anti-vacciners outside of Planned Parenthoods?
1: Was that an issue they were having, or do you think it was really targeted at you guys? I, I don't want to speculate too much on what the motives of it were. There, were. there was a big vaccination event at Dodger Stadium earlier this year where there were some protesters there. That that was the purported rationale. But this that, isn't
2: the first time they've tried to limit anybody around.
1: I mean, they've done this in the past to uh, get you away from yeah, Planned Parenthood. Uh, other states have passed certain kind of buffer zone laws. But, but, you know, again, at the end of the day, this was a law that was bigger than just pro-lifers. This is a law that could infringe on... Pro-vacciners. This is a law that could infringe on, you know, people who want to protest something unfair at CVS. Now, the law did explicitly give this big exception for labor protesters who wanted to protest labor-related issues and picket. Uh, there was a big, fat exception for that in the law, and that was why we thought it was so unfair, was it was the state of California kind of picking well, and choosing. Well, essential free speech and non-essential free speech. Well, I, Come on, guess, we've heard yeah. that before, well, I guess, we? I guess, yeah. And it just, you know, the state of California is not allowed to do that. They're not allowed to say, yeah, labor speech is fine. It, it That should be protected. Go within 100 feet of people. Go within 30 feet of people, whatever. But anyone else who wants to talk, you don't get to. You know, that that's that's just fundamentally unfair for the state of California to kind of pick and choose like that.
2: Attorney Kevin Terrio, thank you for uh, your representation here for free speech. Anything you want to say in closing, sir?
3: Just that uh, the right to free speech is for everyone. And when uh, the the state of California ignored the fact that this breathtakingly overbroad law restricted uh, women from uh, being able to have uh, information about a life-changing choice, uh, they made a big mistake. And so we're thankful that it's uh, at least enjoined for now
2: all right thank you mr terrio mr girardi anything
1: you want to say before no just uh if you're appreciative of the work we're doing uh you can go to adflegal.org and give them money and, or go to right uh, to go to rtlcc.org and give them money so uh, they're both fine organizations who could both use bucks so, and
2: uh, anyway. and they help women and they find men also adoption i mean you guys right. do so much over there
1: yeah i mean the craziest thing was the day before the governor signed that law we convinced this couple that was going in fully intending to have an abortion and after after they talked with us they left fully intending to keep the baby they're working with us now we just had a a breakfast for them and and we're going to provide them with resources and baby supplies and all kinds of stuff so uh, you know sp742 it was about being able to provide that kind of really important life-saving speech for people
2: thank you mr john Girardi. congratulations you stand up and they did and they won for free speech I got some more Republicans that won nationwide, including a lot of school districts. I'll give you that little list next.
0: This is the Trevor Carey Show on the Valley's Power Talk. The Trevor Carey Show on the Valley's Power Talk.
2: The voice of Fresno State athletics, Mister Paul Loeffler is going to be on the show. Four thirty, got Boise State game coming up, and also, yeah, it's basketball is as, as well. Boy, I tell you, it's a sports season, is it not? The World Series that I didn't watch, uh, the Atlanta Braves won poetic justice, right? Georgia, boy, that's that that racist state, right? Well, the Atlanta Braves fans didn't forget about that major league baseball commissioner mr what's his name rob manfred and uh he uh, of course the, it's traditional the major league baseball commissioner comes out and gives the world championship trophy to the winner right and when it's at their home stadium it's even uh, sweeter of an event right it's a big event so here's rob manfred major league baseball commissioner coming Jesus, to the field in a dramatic postseason, it's my Boom, changed the cheers when the CEO of the team got the trophy listen l- listen to the transition as uh, the Major League Baseball Commissioner Manfred's talking here listen boo. to the World Series champion Atlanta Braves and their CEO Terry McGurk transfer to his hands he got booed rightfully so boo boo major league baseball uh but what those fans should have done to boo major league baseball was not be there paying the prices and buying the beer and paying for the hot dogs that's just my opinion but i'm glad you enjoyed your game and if you're watching it that you're right as an american i'm not going to point the finger not really but it should be boycotted Because they supported this Marxist movement. That's why it should be boycotted. You know, people are tired of being bossed around, right there, Governor DeSantis? I just think people are so sick of constantly being bossed around, restricted, mandated, all these different things, Uh, we've had enough of it and we want people to be able to make their own decisions. And so so it is important to stand up for people's individual ability uh, to make decisions uh, for themselves. Well, we saw that happen. Parents across the nation fought back against this critical race theory, against the transgender ideas, against the the mandates. Stand
0: up and stop these mandates.
2: Yeah, push back against a u.s attorney merrick garland you know no we're not domestic terrorists watch us vote i'm glad that that uh happened school districts school board victories across the country douglas county colorado big changes connecticut uh Darien, in connecticut that was right next to stanford where i lived. i know a little town right there new canaan that was a train stop uh yeah they had major and guys that's a liberal area they had major school board changes in iowa and kansas and minnesota in new mexico ohio pennsylvania uh south lake texas that had gone a little more liberal got back to some sanity as well it was a uh, a red wave you had a republican defeat a democrat for a position on pennsylvania's highest court with 52 percent of the vote you had a republican get uh, win a special election runoff for texas house district 118 it was on the south side of san antonio large amount of latino voters a republican won there that was the area biden won by 14 points he flipped the seat by 300 votes Minneapolis voted no on getting rid of the police. A Republican won the mayoral race in Rochester, New Hampshire. That had voted Democrat since the early 2000s. You had a candidate supported by Trump, Representative-elect Mike Carey, defeat a state representative Democrat who Biden was getting behind during that campaign. And, of course, as we've uh, all uh, the big stories, uh, Virginia governor and Virginia's lieutenant governor making history. Uh, Virginia's lieutenant governor did. Winsome Sears, the first black woman to hold statewide office. You, uh, you know, she gave a great speech. You, you would have thought CNN. You would have thought... Uh, MSNBC would have gone to it, right, to her speech, or Jason Myers declared victory over the Democrat incumbent as attorney general, Hispanic, right? You would have thought maybe they would have gone to their speeches, right? That's a big story on MSNBC. They didn't cover it at all. Uh, South Brooklyn city council seat, long held by Democrats, was flipped by a guy that was just a divorce attorney who said, no, I'm going to get on the city council. And he won by 28 points, a Republican. All these stories should give you hope if you've ever had something bubbling down inside that just won't go away of going, I really want to run for some kind of office. I'm tired of just complaining about it. I want to make something actually happen. Virginia Republicans got control of the state house by at least one vote. The House had been in Democrat hands since 2019. According to a Fox exit poll, 54% of Hispanic voters supported Yunkin. 45% 45% supported the Democrat again. Fox News exit poll, 54% of Hispanics. And Biden, he won the Hispanic vote in Virginia in 2020 by 10 points statewide. How are the wheels doing when you roll up to the old gas pump, huh? Paid over $5 yet? Maybe if you've gone out of town, you paid over 6 Gone over to the coast, maybe it hits you at 8 bucks the wheels are coming off the biden and economy and gas is running out whose fault is it it's china and russia we'll talk about that economy next step into the
0: world of power loyalty and luck i'm gonna make him an
3: offer he can't refuse with family